Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Rubbish writer. All right, are you ready? I was breakfast <laughs> ready. I was brek ready. I was brek ready. I'm not going to try and be funny this evening because I'm not. No jokes now. From now on, looking in, forward no to it, everybody. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was breakfast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot! See, see, the great thing, the great thing about a good Howard joke is you don't only really get the joke, you get all the self-hatred and flagellation afterwards as well. So you get to enjoy it twice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and Ooh. my toasted, Ooh. buttery, mm. you eat him in the morning friend. <laughs> what are you? What are you? A toast long? Your bre- your breakfast. I'm breakfast your long. Breakfast. <laughs> This week is uh, not only one Howard Short, but two Howard Shorts. A pair of Howard Shorts, you might say. Mm. So let's get straight on with it, shall we? Yeah, let's put on my shorts. (laughs) All right, so this story is called It's Only a Game. Mm. So in the margin, it has a list of names... Right, mm. and at the top it says gang. So this is a list of names of the kids who are in the gang. The right, gang. and we have Jay, Ken, mm-hmm. good honest names, Jack, Dave, James, and me. Brackets Howard. Well, well, hold on a second. Where's Gary Glitter? Isn't he in the gang? I thought he was the leader <laughs> He's of the, the leader. gang. Yeah, he's the leader of the gang at this point. Oh. This is before he got sacked as leader mm. for being a terrifying international paedophile. <laughs> so, um. Uh, here we go. The first word is just the word dares, question mark. Ooh. So that's how you start your story, straight in. Like, it's thesis statement, one word right at the beginning, dares. Yeah, dares. That's, the... <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes on. Dares. Yeah, dares. So this isn't people speaking. No, this is the prose. This is just the prose having a conversation with itself. <laughs> but, yeah. okay. but the fact that you are in it, this probably means it's going to be first person. Right? Well, I'm in so it. It's, oh, a, it's an internal narrative. Dares. Yeah, dares. You know, like, I dare you to show a Mooney out of the window. <laughs> yeah, I dare you to show a Mooney out of the window. Go on. Yeah. Show, show, a, show a, moon. a Mooney. What are you doing? I'm showing a Mooney. I'm showing a Mooney. <laughs> what, are you show, what are you showing the Mooney? Oh, I'm showing this banana. <laughs> Why are you pointing that banana at someone's ass? Oh, I'm just showing a Mooney. Interesting, that was my example. You know, you know, anything really, anything, you know, yeah. like getting your bum out, that kind of thing. Yeah. Specifically. Getting your bum out in a way that I don't know how to describe yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Especially after we just learned who the leader of yes. this gang is. That makes a lot of That's sense. Double terrifying. Mm. Yeah, Des, you know, like showing a Mooney, getting your knob out, touching yeah. the leader's <laughs> penis. You know, normal Des. <laughs> you know, like I dare you to show a Mooney out of the window. Mm. Or 
I dare you to walk on the road dodging the cars. Wow. That escalated, didn't it? Getting your bum out or getting run over. <laughs> oh, okay, Gary, yeah. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. I'll give you a choice. Yeah. Go on, go on, two choices. Get your bum out, let me have a look at it. Or dead, dead on the road, bleeding. Yeah, and that's like all the choices of that. It's like, a, okay, so the choices this week are show a Mooney or jump off of a 10-storey building. <laughs> With your bum out. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I guess I'll sh- show... Are you sure it's called... Are you sure, are you sure it's called show a movie? Because <laughs> I feel like that's wrong somehow. Yeah. Uh, no way, Jay. Why not? No, this is this is a conversation, but with no, no speech marks. And separating the conversation is commas. So it's dares. Yeah, dares. You know, like I dare you to show a Mooney out of the window. Or I dare you to walk on the road dodging the cars. No way, Jay. Why not? It's only a game. But it's dangerous. Chicken, chicken. Long is a chicken. <laughs> chicken, chicken. Howard Long's a chicken. Uh. All right, I'll play. But if anything goes wrong... Dot, dot, dot. Nothing will go wrong. John. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will go wrong. I think there's, like, there's a comma, but I think it's... John, come on. I'll... Dare sissy so stop calling me that name. <laughs> All right, if you jump the mine pit. Okay, right. So who's John, you... and why is he involved in this completely mystifying conversation? <laughs> There's already just this, like sentence fragments separated by commas, with no concept of where the speech begins or ends, or who's speaking. And suddenly, someone called John gets name checked. <laughs> uh, I have no idea who that is or why is that. Uh, just like like he just arrived and and. And, and Jay went, John, and then carried on speaking. Come on. Do you know who John is? <laughs> Everyone knows who John is. Oh, Doctor just Who. A, what am I doing here? Just a staple of Howard Long stories. Is there someone called John in this story? No, but I just had one of my characters say the word John out of nowhere <laughs> to make up for it. So I guess it's not Howard. No, he says he had Howard Long's a chicken. It is you. I was going to say maybe it's Jay talking to John. Mm. But Jay says, chicken, chicken, Howard Long's a chicken. Yeah. But then he says, if anything goes wrong, nothing will go wrong, John. <laughs> Is he just calling you John? No, it's because the per- the, the next person that spoke, um, the previous person... But just... there's no one called John in the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, you know, no, wait, there's for th- a fact. There's three people with J names, <laughs> but none of them are John. J, Ken, Jack, Dave, James and Howard, uh. right? It is just you using the word John because you realise you hadn't put a John in this story, and you just like it's like you had a little a little Tourette spasm, mm. like you like John and just wrote it without realising. I mean, judging from previous things we read, this would not be the first time that I decided to change someone's name halfway through. Come on, old dear sissy, stop calling me that name. All right, if you jump the mine pit. Wow. Now I don't know if anyone's ever seen. Um, the entrance to a coal mine. I'm assuming it's a coal mine because we grew up in a place called Coalville that was full of coal mines. But I don't think you can jump that on your BMX. (laughs) What you're doing is riding into a pit (laughs) and dying. That, all right, I'll stop calling you sissy if you die in that hole. Yeah. (laughs) That's what Jay is saying. Yeah, I think that um, also I've misunderstood because there's not just a hole that miners kind of like go down. (laughs) There's like a big tower at the top of it, like with a big lift and everything. There's not a hole you can just jump. 
So I think he's got to to jump um, an entire kind of like building. Yeah. All right, I'll stop calling you sissy if you can Superman over that building. <laughs> That's a bit much. All right, I'll give it a go. Splat. No, couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the dare is you've got to jump over a mine pit. Mm. And if you do that, oh, here we go. If you jump the mine pit, yeah. I'll stop calling you sissy socks. Ah. Grr. I'll do it. All right, to the pit. We even, And also, this is on the same line with no punctuation. It just goes from, all right, to the pit. We eventually arrived at pit. So from dialogue <laughs> with no, not only no speech marks, but no full stop, mm. straight into the um, prose. We eventually arrived at pit. Now, this is, here's where this gets confusing. All right. Oh, now we eventually... it gets confusing. <laughs> yeah, because you know how it's I thought been... I'd worked mm. out who was who? Mm. Well, I hadn't. Because we eventually arrived at pit. Sissy socks, brackets, James. <laughs> but I thought he was talking to you. He definitely was, because he said, Howard loves a chicken. All right, I'll play. But if anything goes wrong, nothing will go wrong. John. <laughs> Not James. John, come on, old dare sissy sock. Stop calling me that name. It's like, what? Who are you daring, Jay? Sort yourself out. Maybe like John's my nickname or something. Who's James then? Is he in the cast list? James is, yeah. John isn't. Mm. Yeah, there's no John anywhere. I think you just made a mistake and actually accidentally called James John because you were trying at, you were trying to use a different name. You're like, oh, I've used John too many times. I better use a different name. I'll use James. <laughs> John. <laughs> Whoops, didn't notice. Mr. Cotton didn't notice because yeah. he's not paying any attention to this. So I think what it must mean is that Jay is all like, let's play a game of dares. Howard goes, no, dares are dangerous. Mm -hmm. And Jay goes, you're a chicken for not liking dares. Then switches attention to John Stroke James, who is one person, right, mm -hmm. and says, right, John James, I'll dare you, because, and we all know your nickname is Sissy Socks. Yeah. Right? Well, that's well established and not in the least bit confusing. <laughs> I'll dare you to jump over a mine pit. <laughs> all right. And John James says, yeah, I'll do it, I'll mm -hmm. do it, if you stop calling me Sissy Socks. And then Howard picks up the narration and immediately calls him Sissy Socks. <laughs> <laughs> so we eventually arrived at Pitt. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Mr Cotton didn't correct that because that's right yes. in Coville. <laughs> we eventually arrived at Pitt. Sissy Socks, brackets James, took a run-up and leapt over, well, almost over the oh, pit. Oh, shit. He landed with a crash on some broken glass. Oh, no. He ran off crying. Oh. So he did make it over just onto some broken glass. So he can, so he can fly. It's just <laughs> he landed badly, right? I don't know. It says he almost got over. So, I mean, almost got over means he didn't, right? Mm. So it you does, I think he does. went. he fell down the pit and landed on some glass. And then ran up into the pit, <laughs> yeah. into the mine tunnels, crying. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, so he's dead then. Let's, all right, moving on. <laughs> so he landed on some broken glass and he ran off crying into the underground tunnels. Jay, Ken and a couple of the gang shouted, cry, baby. But James wasn't bothered. He carried on running uh, because, I mean, he's basically got to live underground now. He might as well get used to his life down there. Like I've presented a, like a dangerous thing, like jumping over a mine pit. Yeah, you've presented jumping. Yeah, and then once once it happens, I'm like, yeah, he gets hurt by some glass. It's like, 
That's doesn't not really logical um, storytelling, that is it? Should have, I mean it could have just been any form of jumping, shouldn't mm. it? Like I dare you to jump um, mm. three inches to your left. Oh no, glass! Yeah, <laughs> I dare you to jump over this pile of glass. You know, <laughs> but that would have stolen your twist. You know, your twist where <laughs> you, you go. Think it's he a jumped twist. down a mine, but then he he wasn't mm. in a mine. He was on some glass twist. Ah, I see. Yeah, I've started twists early. Jay Ken and a couple of the gang. Considering the number of people in the gang, that means all the gang except one person. So I guess it's just not Howard that does this. Shouted, cry baby. But James wasn't bothered. He carried on running. He's out of the gang, said Jay. And took out his pencil and pad. (laughs) Because he's an organised gang. Gang was leader or, you know, assistant leader because the leader's currently in Thailand. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's not the leader. He's not cool enough to be the leader if he's just going to stop making notes immediately. Wait wait for it, because there's a picture of this piece of paper, uh, and it's the top of the piece of paper, it says, Leader J. Oh. So I guess I guess Gary they find out about Gary Glitter and sacked him. Mm. Second, Ken. Mm. And then you've got Dave, Howard, James and Jack, and James has been crossed out Shit. because he's out of the gang, because he fell on some glass... And he's useless now. <laughs> and he lives underground. <laughs> you can't be in the gang if you live underground. <laughs> he jumped over the pit, though. Yeah, he did. Onto some glass. But Jay's all like, oh, you, you did something impossible and cut yourself badly <laughs> yeah. and need the hospital. Jay- but then yeah. you ran away. Yeah, stay here and bleed if you want to be in the gang. <laughs> Ken said, let's play hide and seek. What? All right, said Jay. Oh, <laughs> Ken and Jack and I hide, you two seek. That's not how hide and seek works. They ran off giggling. (laughs) Ken shouted, count to 50. Dave and I were always last. Brackets and James, but he was out now. (laughs) Come on, said Dave. Start counting. After we get to 36, we split up looking for them. (laughs) Why 36? He just said count to 50. I mean, yeah, cheat by all means, but I mean, like, what? what's the <laughs> relevance? A very, very specific <laughs> idea of how to cheat, right? Listen, check this out. Come here, come yeah. closer. Don't want anyone to hear my genius fucking plan. <laughs> they might steal it and, like, patent it or something, right? Yeah. When we get to 36 and a half, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll split up. <laughs> I found Jack, but he ran off, so I chased him. But we were in the woods, so I lost him. After some time, I bumped into Dave. He said he'd seen... Ke- this is interesting. This is like a description of a fucking game of hide-and-seek. <laughs> well, I looked behind a tree. No one was there. I looked behind another tree. No one was there either. Mm. Then I saw Ken, but he ran off. I don't think they know how this game works. When you play hide-and-seek, you don't like have three people hide and two seek. You have one seeker for a start. That's just yeah. standard rules. And when you find, find them, people... They don't run off. That's the They're end found. of... Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not tag. Yeah. So Dave said he'd seen Ken. I told him I'd seen Jack. We decided they were cheating, based on the fact that we'd just witnessed it. <laughs> but, I mean, you were cheating too. You only yeah. counted 36. We went the ways we hadn't been. I arrived at Mr Fitzherbert. <laughs> Brackets the wizard. <laughs> uh, 
This is Howard getting bored of his own story, right? Yeah. Thank God, <laughs> so was I. I was doing like eight lines of describing hide and seek. And you're going, shit, this is boring. Right, wizard. <laughs> Hello, it is me, a wizard. wizard. <laughs> um, actually, it says, uh, I arrived at Mr. Fitzherbert, brackets, the wizard, well, he acts like one. Oh. I could see someone on the roof. <laughs> Wow, that's some that's some next level hiding. <laughs> Climbing on a wizard's roof. <laughs> wow, well done. Yeah, I mean, where is this house? Is this a house of the woods? Is it just a small cottage or something? Well, it did say you're in the woods. Mm. It hasn't mentioned whether it's made of gingerbread yet, but mm. I suspect that's why someone's up there eating the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it means when it says he acts like a wizard? Like dresses like uh, one does, and does, does magic. That's the one unifying yeah. act of wizards, isn't it? Doing yeah. magic. The wizard, well, he acts like one by casting all those spells. <laughs> yeah. Turning children into dogs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I could see someone on the roof. It was Ken. He slipped and fell to the ground. I ran to him. Yeah. He said he'd broken his legs and arms. <laughs> I've broken my nose and arms. I mean, he <laughs> fell off the roof. It's amazing yeah. he survived at all. Uh, well, that's just why I'm asking, because I don't know how tall this house is. Usually when it's in the woods, it's like one story, like like a bungalow or something. And it's surrounded by mattresses, you mm. know. <laughs> he must have been like, I mean, what kind of... <laughs> I don't know, well, how do you need to land to break your arms and your legs? He must have gone down on, like a cat. I mean, uh, on he all have, fours, yeah. He was thinking he was a cat. He was like, yeah. oh, if I, I land act like a cat, land on my feet. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't. No, no, I've broken my arms and legs. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a cat after all. Uh, but as he says, he said he'd broken his, his legs and arms, but I reckon he was, brackets, I took out the dictionary, exaggerating, spelt drastically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Took out the dictionary, ignored it. <laughs> now, nowadays, obviously, you can take out a dictionary. You've got a phone in your pocket which has easy access to dictionaries on it. But when we were kids, that wasn't the case. Because if you had a, if you had a dictionary in your pocket, yeah. that was a massive book. <laughs> it really was big. <laughs> so little Howard, the reason he's kind of like slow on catching these people in hide-and-seek is because he's carrying a, a full reference section of a library around with <laughs> in case he needs to use a big word wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he was exaggerating a bit. I ran for help. I met Dave, brackets, again. Mm. He told me that he found Jack in a poacher's trap. Wow. Well, two traps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found, I found, I found Jack with a trap on his foot and another one on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he got caught in them. Probably got, probably put his foot in the first one, started flailing mm. around, and accidentally went in a second one. Right? Mm. That might happen, I suppose. Possible. Unless you're like, uh, you got two legs in one and two and two arms in the other. And Dave's like, yeah, he's uh, broken his arms and his legs <laughs> yeah. in poacher traps. <laughs> no, no, he's stolen my thunder. <laughs> I wasn't even telling the truth. Um, so he, he found Jack in a poacher's trap. Well, two traps. He said that he was dripping with blood. <laughs> I, found, I found Jack bleeding to death. I just left him. <laughs> I, just, I just left him. I went, found you, and then I, I went off to find <laughs> yeah. the next person. You know, he's dead now. Yeah, at least he got <laughs> run away like uh, before. <laughs> he was dripping with blood. I told him about Ken. We went to get the police and the ambulance. Good. Okay, that's that's good because. 
can you come and arrest my friends? Well, he was <laughs> they're tres- they're trespassing on that roof. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess if the poacher's laying traps, then... Oh, no. Is a poacher legal? No. The, the word is a... Is yeah. A, means but, I mean, criminal, I, I suppose right? you would use the traps on your own land if you owned the land. But then you wouldn't be a poacher. Unless he's famous for preparing eggs in a mm. particular way. And, yes. and, he's, and it turns out he's not a wizard. He's just, yeah. at, But he's really, really obsessive about one particular way of cooking eggs. And so everyone calls him the poacher. Yeah, or there could be someone called Alan Poacher who lives <laughs> next door to him. He, watch out for Alan's traps. Yeah. Okay? And Beryl, <laughs> Beryl Poacher, because she puts her trap out as well. And that's why he's in two traps. Maybe he lives between... Maybe his house is pinioned mm. between two other houses, I think right? So. <laughs> and there's... Squire Allen Poacher on <laughs> yes. one side and Squire Fallon Poacher on the other. Yeah. And uh, they're always putting traps out and kids get trapped. Mm. So I told him about Ken. We went to get the police and the ambulance stood there, lights flashing. The two bundles, Ken and Jack, were loaded on. We told the police about Jay. They made a search party and went looking. So... Are Ken and Jack dead or just very broken? Um, well, it says bundles like they're. Well, Ken was over. was able to say that he'd broken his arms and legs, so he was definitely alive, wasn't he? Yeah, but instead of helping him, you got your dictionary. <laughs> <started> <laughs> looking up words, words to tell him he's lying. I got just got my dictionary of gaslighting. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna look up. Right, okay, you are wrong. <laughs> I mean, maybe I got my dictionary out and beamed him to death with it. (laughs) Since he couldn't fight back. Turns out this game of hide-and-seek, is the rules are a lot more Mm. sadistic than we... uh, A lot more Hunger Games than we gave them credit for. I can't believe I invented Hunger Games. And Stephen Moffat (laughs) read this story and then made that. (laughs) All right, so the next day, 19th of January, no sign of Jay. The next day, 20th of January, woke up, watched A-Team, went bed. (laughs) 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 <laughs> no, no. Woke up, watched A Team and other things in bed. Yeah. Jay died today, <laughs> yeah. went bed. Went bed. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it doesn't say that. 20th January, still no sign of Jay, but police found his notepad. <laughs> they gave it to Dave and I, and it's got a picture of the page again, which says leader, Jay, mm. and then all the other names are crossed out this time. Wow. So Jay has just decided no one's in the gang <laughs> except him. And I say, Jay, that's not a gang anymore. Right? <laughs> Just you on your own with a bit of paper, not a gang. Doesn't qualify. What does that mean? At what point did he go like, oh, I'm going to cross everyone's name out now? Did he know that the other ones had broken their legs and been murdered by poacher traps? I, I what, don't know. Was he watching? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out because then it says, we were out and no doubt Jack and Ken were I thought that was going to be more, <laughs> more illuminating than it was. <laughs> All right, no, don't worry, the next line's going to explain everything. Oh, no, more yeah, confused. I know what happened. Basically, <laughs> nobody ever found Jay, right? And therefore, he was like, if you can't find me, you're out of the gang. So he crossed out their names and then, like, didn't need the, note- live with didn't need the notepad anymore, so he tossed it away. <laughs> yeah, right. He didn't need to keep track. Well, the next day says 21st of January, still no sign of Jay, mm. which supports your idea. And then it says, oh, is that... What happened to that wizard, anyway? I was really excited when that wizard turned up. I think there's a massive time jump here, because Ooh, I think this I like may be jumping. set in the year... I, th- I think this may be set in the year 3728. Wah! Because I kind of ignored at the beginning, it says, before the list of gang, it says date 3728. And I was like, well, that's not a date, I'll ignore that. 
<laughs> That's just some confusing numbers. I won't even mention that. But then I've noticed the next section is 15th of July, which already is six months more. But Happy it also birthday says 30... to me. Happy birthday <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. It also says 3789. Wow. So I think 50 years have passed. Wow. I think the next entry is 50, is 50 years later. All right, so so we're probably going to see a maturation in the style of writing as okay. well to, to oh, demonstrate yeah. that this is now an old man. Come on, I just want to check. I mean, are we going to? Is the wizard going to turn up at any point? Uh, no. Okay. No. So okay, Sorry. it's good. I just no, actually, to be fair, it's just as well because I don't know a dwarf called Titch, so. Um, <laughs> you could be in trouble. Yeah, could be in serious trouble. <laughs> if you don't understand that reference, then you <laughs> haven't listened to Time Pig, which is available for free by going to manbycow.com forward slash Time Pig. Mm. That's, that's probably correct, yeah, right? Yeah, that's definitely correct. Seems likely. All right, so 3789, 15th of July. Happy birthday to Howard. Went for a walk in the woods. Mm. Came across the pylon station. Ooh. Guess what? Found Jay. <laughs> Brackets dead. <laughs> he was in a little locker. Obviously, he couldn't get out or he waited a bit too long. Double exclamation mark to show that's a joke. <laughs> he was dead, ha bonk. Yeah, he was just there for like 50 years going, I'm sure they'll find me any second now. <laughs> I'm so good at hide and seek. I'm the I'm king of hiding. Skeleton hidey man, they call me. <laughs> Super skeleton hidey man. Oh, well, I thought. Should... Yeah. How did I find it? When didn't the police have an entire search party looking for this guy? And also, if he was accidentally cupboard, and if he was accidentally locked in the cupboard, wouldn't he have been going help? (laughs) Dropped in the cupboard. No, because he thought he was playing hide and seek. Yeah, okay. And when he heard the police outside, like probably calling his name, he was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to fall for those simple tactics and reveal that I'm locked in this cupboard, starving to death. Yeah, then I'll lose the game." And they didn't look, but um, I did. Fifty years later, decide to open a fucking pylon cupboard or whatever. Yeah, at risk of death. Then it says, "Oh well, I thought." Mm Should have played dares after all. Oh, because that um, hide and seek was an alternative to dares. Right, after, yes. After James John got glassed to death and had to live underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they both seem like bad games. Maybe you could have played Monopoly, mm-hmm. right? It's 37, like 28. You probably could have played some amazing virtual reality immersive computer games uh, if you really want to jump over a hole mm. you could probably do it in the safety of your own you know brain <laughs> well it was very um forward thinking of me to know that they would have uh, mining um coal mining <laughs> in 30 30- have big holes and jumping yeah. and hide and seek and and wizards in the future because nothing about that story was in the future was it <laughs> <laughs> just like you just went well, i'm going to set this uh, hundreds and hundreds of years in the future mm. for no reason yeah what, what, because people get their pad, pa- pads and paper out, people still carry dictionaries around <laughs> yeah. everywhere in the future. <laughs> then there's coal mines. And then there's a picture of the list with all the names crossed ah. out now, because we need to revisit that. And then it says the end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in brackets for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Cotton yeah. has written good story, exclamation mark, which I think proves that he's a liar. <laughs> 
<laughs> <laughs> I just have to wonder what other people were turning in for to, for me to get that response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, at the age of 11, it probably is fair to compliment um, this. And would you like to take a stab in the dark and guess what score out of 20 <laughs> you got for that story? I mean, uh, consider consider how much you got for the others mm. and the kind of comparative quality between this one and um, I don't know, for example, uh, Smith and the Gates, the Mystery of the Locked Room, Mister um, Quackers and his fucking automatic frying pan <laughs> cleaner, yeah. um, Daft John. You know all these stories that you got nineteen out of twenty four, and whatever that one was that you got eighteen. Okay, yeah, but the thing is, like, four. although this story was, you know, at its heart, very poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It um it carried a moral um and it had a kind of like well, what a, moral the moral of like um you should play dares <laughs> it's better if one kid dies than than four is that the moral what it was saying is uh yeah, um yeah the moral the moral about <laughs> about dares and also it's got that brilliant kind of like motif of the of the gang diminishing yeah yeah so it's, it's got, got a, a motif really good, definitely it's, it's, it's just not been it's one. just not been written well but if it had been handled by a good writer... Well, I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't want to guess at 19, because I just really don't think it's worthy of that. So I'm going to go 17. Oh, okay. It is absolutely 19, because he didn't read your stories. He just went, that's long, and that's words in it. 19, well done, Howard. Mm. I think that probably is that something that a lot of teachers do. I mean, teachers are... I mean, certainly now, but I think even back then were overworked and stressed and miserable. Mm. And a lot of the time, they just, like, scan... Things like that go. I know that kid. He's pretty clever. He's good at English. Just give him nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> you know it probably deserves it. And like most of the time, it kind of does, if not more. You know, it's like yeah, that, that is a yeah. Give him nineteen. Why not? It's not good for the, the for the kids who no. aren't too good because if they do a good piece of work, they'll still get a three because he's doing the same thing to them. You're you're rubbish and stupid and poor. <laughs> your, <laughs> parents, your parents your parents don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Three three out of twenty. Howard yeah. nineteen. No, I disagree. I think that um, what he what, what he did was he would read mine several times uh, yeah. to check that it was brilliant before he gave me a nineteen. That is another option. Definitely. But uh, and but you know just to save time, he just wouldn't read the poor kids books um <laughs> and he just give them two because he'd be like they're definitely rubbish i don't need to read to it be honest, i believe that second part of what you're saying <laughs> i think that's definitely true i think I, I don't think what i just said at all obviously but it, <laughs> i think you edit this bit out so you sound terrible <laughs> no, i think he totally no 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 because i just had a thought because i think he totally would have skim read um like anything i did but i think he would have paid great attention to the people that weren't that good just so he could yeah. lay into them and say really mean things yeah, maybe Maybe yeah. He would like some, do some loads of. He would like do lots that, of corrections they? in like Robert Woodward's book, I imagine. <laughs> oh no! And then like awful. give him a three and say, "Stop being so poor, fat, stupid." <laughs> Stop being so poor. <laughs> <laughs> we live in Coburg where everyone is fucking yeah. poor, but you are you are just offensively poor. Stop being more poor than I am. <laughs> Stop eating those Aldi beans. <laughs> yeah. Get a higher class of beans. <laughs> Look, look, I brought my hinds in just to yeah. show you what they look like. You've yeah. got to aspire to these beans. Mm. <laughs> if, you work, if you do better English co compositions <laughs> at the age of 11, you might one day buy expensive beans. Mm. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I'm going to read this other very short thing because Ooh. that was a bit short. 
So this is from two years later. That was the beginning of middle school, about the age of 11. This is from the end of middle school. Two years later than 3,079. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is called Desirable Qualities. Whoa. That's the title. Mm -hmm. Who knows what it could be about? Number one. Extremely good looking and a great body. <laughs> Who? Why were we given this as a task? No, that is that is fucking weird, right? Is this Mr. Cotton again? It's like I want a list of like yeah. um, like dirty things I can like pern up, pern perv over. <laughs> this is when you had that cover teacher, Mr. Glitter. <laughs> yeah, when he was going like, when he was on holiday, Mr. Glitter took over. Yeah, and he hoping that someone would say their desirable quality was a bold old man, <laughs> a bold old man who's the leader of a gang. <laughs> Miss, imagine Mr. Glitter. Uh, Mr. Glitter, <laughs> you, you want us to write what? <laughs> Just write down what you what you look for in an what you what you look for in an old man. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your perfect partner? <laughs> all right, all right, girl. <laughs> oh, damn it. Fuck. Out detention. <laughs> because this says um, extremely good looking and a great body. Dash, I wouldn't go out with an ugly girl, would I? <laughs> This is what you have written at the age of 13 when your teacher told you to write a list of things you'd look for in a potential partner. Uh, I mean, why are you making jokes about Gary Glitter? But that's, this is really bad, mm -hmm. right? Why did Mr Cotton get you to write a list of things you look for in a partner? I don't know. You're 13. What you look for in a partner is someone who's good at doing exercises because that's what partner means. It's someone you work with at school. <laughs> someone who's clever and therefore knows the answers to the questions. Mm -hmm. No, when I say partner, I mean sex partner. What sex, Mr Cotton? <laughs> Number two, mature. <laughs> so Gary Glitter's happy with that one. I get ticked for that. <laughs> Not so keen on the first one, but mm, yeah. That's better, yeah. Mature, bald. Oh, no, actually, the first one. The f <laughs> in prison in Thailand. <laughs> the first one. I'm getting two ticks from Gary Glitter because I've said I wouldn't go out with an ugly girl. No, but I would go out with an ugly old man. <laughs> yeah. He's still in with a chance at this point. No, number two, mature dash I wouldn't like to go out with a idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, Why do I do two, these things? Two idiots in one relationship is just asking for trouble, isn't it? I wouldn't like to go out with a idiot. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, um, Mr Glitter, or possibly Mr Cotton, whoever, whoever marked this, mm. made a comment on that one. Mm -hmm. And the comment is too similar and I don't know if he means like that an idiot is too similar to you. <laughs> like, you know, opposites attract. Yeah, yeah I can see yeah, you wouldn't yeah. want to go out with an idiot because that would be too similar to what you are. Uh -huh. But I think he means to number one, I guess. Um, I wouldn't go out with an ugly girl. I wouldn't go out with an idiot. He's like, no, too similar. Mm. Not hugely offensive. <laughs> but no, not, not stretching yourself enough. Number three, a sense of humour. Mm. Dash, I don't like dull people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that one got a tick. Hooray! Yeah, because that's, yeah. Because you probably should have uh, specified before we started that we shouldn't be, like, basing it on looks. Yeah, We're purely. looking for compatibility and that kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. We, yeah. So, no, I think, you did mean, also... I think you did mean that with an idiot. Yeah, you couldn't go out with an idiot because you are one. You know? <laughs> yeah. Number four, intelligence. I would never go out with a completely brainless girl. <laughs> but he hasn't written too similar there. So that one got a tick. Hey. I would never go out with a completely brainless girl. No problem with that one. Mm -hmm. Mr. Cotton is OK. Yes, he's saying, nor would I. Mm -hmm. Number five, not shy. 
I can't stand shy people. And I've got to say, I feel a bit attacked by this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, I mean, at the time, I mean, still to an extent, but at the time and th- throughout the time that I'd known you, mm. I'd been very, very fucking cripplingly shy. Yeah, but so it's I feel okay. Like what you're you, saying you, yeah. is you don't want to have sex with me. Yeah, you see, you should be happy. <laughs> you should be very happy at this point. But it says I, it doesn't say I don't want to fuck shy people. It says I can't stand shy people. Yeah, but I'm just letting the the ladies know that I want someone who's a total like um like um goer. You know, I want a, <laughs> I want a goer. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> someone that's not afraid to sleep with lots and lots of people. What it should say is I don't like people who are shy in the bedroom. I mean, it shouldn't say that. You were 13. It should do. <laughs> Number six, friendly. Hmm. That means savage sex, right? <laughs> Someone who's willing to shake hands with my penis. <laughs> friendly. Uh, number six is friendly, and the the comment is, I don't like cruel people mm. at all. So you're you're seeing those two things as, as opposites. opposites. Yeah. If someone's not friendly, they are cruel. Yeah. If someone's not coming up to you and shaking hands with your penis, they're at home torturing puppies. <laughs> number seven. Honest. When people lie to me, I tend not get on with them. Tick. No correction. <laughs> Just a tick, that one. The thing is, I think he's definitely stopped reading it after the third. I think the <laughs> first three. The first three were so disturbing, he was just like, yeah, tick, 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 whatever. I'm not reading this. It's horrifying. But the rest of it's not as bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I take, I take what I just said, I take back, everybody. I spoke too soon. Why? Number eight. Sexually open. <laughs> and I'd like to remind everyone, although Howard is a terrifying and weird old man now, this was when he was an innocent 13-year-old boy being told to do this by his teacher. Sexually open. Who ticked this one as absolutely fine. <laughs> what I'm saying is I want an open relationship. Someone that's willing to engage in threesomes, foursomes, key-swapping parties, that kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe. But I would say... I don't know. I don't want to get into what it means to a 13 year old. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some thought, it's horrifying. Anal. It means that, doesn't it? 13 <laughs> year olds, and I know you don't know this because you wrote Forget Me Not, but 13 year olds, not actually particularly into sex. <laughs> they are. They, this they might talk it. about it a lot, but they don't actually. No, but they talk about it a lot, but they're all like, Are you a virgin? Ha ha, you're a virgin. I'm not. Mm-hmm. They're like, Yeah, we all are. I think this. I think that this, um, this article that I'm going to call it an article has really blown out <laughs> your theories about the Forget Me Not movie now. And I think it's quite normal for thirteen-year-olds <laughs> to engage in sexual intercourse. No, we talked about this in that in that script that like you basically at school, all the thirteen-year-olds were like, "No, yeah, I've had sex," and it, uh, you only worked out that they were lying <laughs> when we were recording. <laughs> Forget me not, a couple of years ago. Mm. You're like, oh shit, yeah, they were making that up, weren't they? Oh, I never, I never realised that. No, I didn't. But no, you've, you've got to brace yourself for the comment on this one because it says sexually open. Mm. I wouldn't like to go. With, uh, I'm going to try and re- read it as it's written. <laughs> I wouldn't like to go with a one of those prude thingies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what it says. I wouldn't like to go with a one of those prude thingies. Mm, I wouldn't like to go with that, that one he's of those prude that. thingies. It's just fine. Because mm. <laughs> up up to the you know up to that point, I'd been dating nuns. <laughs> so they're not they're not really rubbish. The, the, also known as prude thingies. Mm. <laughs> All right, number nine, sudden change of pace, a good conversationalist. Ah. And impressively, you've spelt conversationalist correctly, Hooray! unlike almost every other long word you've used. Um, I wouldn't like someone who won't talk at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's saying you don't want someone dead again, isn't it? Yeah. 
And finally, number 10. Similar interests. To talk about something interesting that we'd both like would be better than talking about something I don't like or she wouldn't like. Yeah. Brackets, i.e. Doctor Who. Exactly, yeah. I was thinking, like, (laughs) I've decided that talking about Doctor Who is interesting. Yes. Yeah. I was such an interesting person talking about Doctor Who. (laughs) All right, now, a big challenge for you now, Howard. Would you like to guess the score out of 20 that Mr. Cotton gave you for that amazing list of desirable qualities that he told you to do? Mm. (laughs) I'm assuming he took full responsibility for the horror that that caused in your classroom. It's not often that I'd be interested to see everyone else in the class's um, answers to this one, but, I mean, it would be lovely if, like, we could get hold of the books of everyone else. So if you're listening to this and you went to school with us... No, not with us, because I never did this. <laughs> Only your class did this, all right? Mm. So if you were in Howard's class, or possibly in another of Mr Cotton's classes, because this might have been a thing he did every year, yeah. do send us your list if you... No one keeps their fucking school books like you did. Parents keep things, though, don't they? I guess so. so. If your child was in Mr Cotton's class... Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you'd like us to contact the police yeah. about this. If you, if you were listening to this show and you're thinking, um, like, when we talk about Covell and, like, Mr Cotton, and you're thinking, you know, I used to go have a teacher called Mr Cotton and lived in, in Coville, but it's probably... Who made a, me do really disturbing things. It's probably things. just a really nor- normal name and probably lots of places yeah, are called no, Coville. Not... You know, there's only one, and that's him. And, uh, yeah, so please do send yeah. us your poor pornographic um, description of your perfect <laughs> partner that Mr Cotton made you right. So what score do you think he gave you out of 20 for that? Well, you didn't like my too similar one that was too similar to something that happened much that later. Might have cost you a point? I think it may have, yeah. Remember this is the third year, so you should have really cemented that 19 out of 20 by now. Jesus. 19? No! <laughs> 18? No! 17? No! 16? Yes, oh my sixteen. God. This is the lowest score I've ever seen. Even Mr. I think I think this is the last time he did this. <laughs> this is well, when this his is... eyes were opened no. to what a bad idea this, this was. This is more proof that Mr. Glitter was the substitute that day. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's written a comment that's more detailed than usual because ah. it's got four words in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was expecting an actual sentence. No, he says very little reasoning here. So that's what he was looking for in this horrifying exercise where he asked you to write down what qualities you want in a fucking wife or however he would have put it in yeah. the 90s. He wants some impressive reasoning hmm. about why you want someone with a hot body <laughs> <laughs> who's not an idiot, yeah. who likes Doctor Who. <laughs> Mr. Cotton was a was a four-eyed boldy as well, just like you. <laughs> is that what four-eyed boldies do for a living? Is it become English teachers? Because that's what you did. It is. It's the law. What's writer in the world? What's writer in the world? What's writer in the world? What's writer in the Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you would like more audio entertainment by us and video too, if you like it, then you can join our secret gang for as little as $2 a month or you can join for $7 and get loads, loads more. Oh, it's a cracking bargain. You've got choices. And the moment you sign up, you immediately get access to uh, just the biggest back catalogue you've ever seen. You'll be like, oh, look at that. Look at the size of that back catalogue. I know, yeah. (laughs) Fucking enormous. Oh, I like it big back catalogue me you'll say thanks for listening everybody bye bye milk bye milk his estate
stupid suck ass rubbish writer. Yeah.